Salvador Dali remains one of the most complex and controversial figures within art history. Over the course of his lifelong career as an artist, he collaborated with well-known figures such as Alfred Hitchcock, Walt Disney, and Alice Cooper. His artistic mediums range from filmmaking, design, clothing and jewelry making, writing, even what he called an erotic cookbook, which featured enticing recipes such as thousand-year-old eggs and toffee with pine cones. The recipes were inspired by his own extravagant and theatrical dinner parties, which he threw with his wife and lifelong creative muse, Gala. But what we most remember him for are his bizarre and masterful paintings. One common thread linking all of his artistic creations is the surreal and dreamlike imagery that bends our perception of reality and presents the world through a lens of absurd, avant-garde, and sometimes disturbing distortions. His paintings depict melting clocks, larger-than-life horses with exaggerated giraffe-like legs, contorted faces hovering over vast, deserted landscapes, and daisies bursting out of cracked eggs. Dolly's public persona rivaled, or rather reflected, the mind-bending nature of his art. You could say Dolly embodied and became his art. His life was the canvas upon which he painted. He was known to be a flamboyant, self-adoring egotist who loved theatrics and shocking the public with outlandish stunts and appearances. Once Dolly organized a book signing at a Manhattan shop where he signed copies of his book lying in a hospital bed, wired to a brainwave machine. His famous black, pencil-thin mustache curled upward to meet his wide, demented eyes, giving him the look of a madman witnessing some otherworldly horror. He walked with a cane, wore a cape, and was sometimes accompanied by an exotic animal perched on his head or an anteater walking on a leash. Every morning upon awakening, Dolly wrote, I experience a supreme pleasure, that of being Salvador Dolly. And I ask myself, wonderstruck, what prodigious thing will he do today, this Salvador Dolly? But underneath the public show of pompous eccentricity, Dolly wrestled with deep-rooted insecurities, which drove him to such lengths to conceal. His childhood had been marked by the overarching grief of his parents, who named him after his dead brother, whom they buried only nine months before he was born. His parents went so far as to tell him that he was his brother's reincarnation. They admitted to young Salvador that he was conceived to replace his brother. They gave him not only his brother's name, but his books, clothes, and toys to play with as well. When the family visited his brother's grave, Dolly was disturbed to see his own name written on the tombstone. I can scarcely imagine the psychological impact and depth of crisis this seared into his sense of personal identity. Later in life, Dolly would openly admit that his eccentric exhibitions were a means of proving to himself that he existed as an independent individual apart from his brother's ghost. This search for individuality marked Dolly's life and his work to the end. Salvador Dali was born on May 11, 1904, in Figueras, Spain. 
his mother, Philippa, whom he loved deeply, came from a Catholic family, while his father, also named Salvador, was a staunch atheist. For a time, it seems Dali adopted his father's views on philosophy and religion, negatively portraying the priesthood in one of his early films, entitling his paintings with profane and sometimes sacrilegious meanings. However, later in life, his views on religion softened and his mother's Catholic influence won him over in the end. As a young man, Dali showed a natural talent for drawing and painting. His mother encouraged his pursuit of art, while his father organized his first exhibit in their home when Dali was 15 years old. The following year, Dali's mother died, leaving him devastated to a depth he never fully overcame. He stated that his mother's death was the greatest blow he had ever experienced, as she was the only one who could make invisible the unavoidable blemishes of his soul. Dali went on to attend art school in Madrid, though he confessed that the experience was of little help to his artistic development. He continued with academic training, but remained mostly self-taught. He said, mistakes are almost always of a sacred nature. Never try to correct them. On the contrary, rationalize them, understand them thoroughly. After that, it will be impossible to sublimate them. Dali was eventually expelled from the academy in Madrid for criticizing his teachers, supposedly inciting a riot, and for stating that no one in the faculty was competent enough to examine his work. After his expulsion, Dali went to Paris, where he met Pablo Picasso. He also met the Surrealist founder André Breton and his future wife Gala, who at the time was married to the Surrealist poet Paul Éluard. In Paris, Dali made the acquaintance of many other significant figures in the art world, and his own career as an artist began to take shape. In the year 1929, André Breton invited Dali to join their Surrealist movement. The Surrealists were a group of poets and painters with radical political underpinnings and who promoted the use of the unconscious mind for artistic inspiration. This aspect of the movement agreed well with Dali, whose philosophical views on art relied heavily on dreamscapes and the unconscious for inspiration. For several years, Dali contributed significantly to the Surrealist cause and even became known as one of the leading voices of Surrealism. However, he ultimately was asked to leave the group, perhaps due to tensions between he and Breton, and because his hyper-individualism clashed with the movement's political sentiments. Dali's involvement with the Surrealists also contributed to the already strained relationship he held with his father. The senior Dali disapproved of the immoral content of his son's paintings, attributing it to the influence of the Surrealists. He commanded his son to publicly renounce his works, but when Dali refused, his father disinherited him and violently threw him out of the house. During the late 1940s and 50s, Dali's thought and work took on the influence of what he termed nuclear mysticism and indicated a move away from his father's atheism to explore the world through the lens of science and spirituality. It would seem the eccentric artist had begun to drift back toward his mother's Catholic influence and embark on a genuine spiritual quest of his own. In 1948, 
Dali returned to Spain, where he reconciled with his father and converted to the Roman Catholic Church. His painting from this time period include the 1946 The Temptation of St. Anthony, the 1951 Christ of St. John of the Cross, and his painting Crucifixion, which he completed in 1954 and described as metaphysical transcendent cubism. In 1953, he responded critically to Picasso's communist-charged Dove of Peace with his own image, titled Cross of Peace, which he said was the non-political symbol of the free world's new spiritual crusade. The image signified the union in prayer and in mystical force of all those who believe in God and have faith in the new anti-materialistic yearnings of our time. Dali made other statements as well, revealing the deep spiritual foundations of his art and inward pursuit. I believe in the resurrection of bodies, he said. I desire eternal life with the persistence of memory. Dali explained about his painting, Christ of St. John of the Cross, saying, My Christ floats, only because in a dream I saw a drawing of the crucifixion made by the 16th century mystic, St. John of the Cross. Christ floated in that drawing I dreamed about, so I painted him in exactly the same way. Dali went on to explain that the Christ of the modern artists is expressionistic and ugly. I wanted my Christ to be unimaginably beautiful, he said. Whereas the Surrealists became increasingly hostile toward beauty and art, Dali began to portray the beauty of the supernatural revealed to us by faith, mathematics, and physics. In 1958, when his wife Gala's former husband died, Dali and Gala sought audience with the Pope, who granted them an official church wedding. For the next 16 years of his life, Dali continued to express deep, eternal truths embodying orthodox Christian sentiments in his surrealistic works of art. He parted ways from modern art's digression from beauty and even said of his own artistic motivations, my parents baptized me Salvador, and as my name indicates, for nothing less than to rescue painting from the void of modern art. But there's one very fascinating story about the spiritual life of Salvador Dali, which is rarely discussed in any public forum. However, it may have been the pivotal experience that solidified his acceptance, however complex, of the Catholic faith which he now professed. The year is 1917 in Fatima, Portugal. According to the story, the Virgin Mary appeared to three peasant children, showing them a vision of the horrors and the reality of hell. News of the story spread and became an international phenomenon, attracting pilgrims from around the world to visit the site where the apparition appeared. Then decades later, in 1960, a young priest recommended to his spiritual director, John Hafford, that he commission Salvador Dali to paint the vision of hell the Fatima children had witnessed. The priest agreed to the idea and approached Dali about the commission. He was hoping that by employing the famous artist, it would attract new interest to the faith. Dali agreed to do the work, yet as he set out to make the painting, he found himself incapable of painting such an image. He scrapped several attempts before asking to meet with Sister Lucia, who was one of the children who saw the vision as a child. 
It took until the following year to arrange the meeting between Dolly and the cloistered nun, but when Dolly met with her, he was deeply moved by the encounter. He spoke of how impacting it was for him to breathe the same air as such a visionary who was certain to become a saint. Whatever the sisters said to him in their brief discussion left a deep impression upon him. Before leaving Fatima, Dolly asked a member of the local clergy, Canon Galamba, to hear his confession. The following year in 1962, the painting was finished and presented to the Blue Army organization who had commissioned the work. The painting abhorred the leadership and left them astounded. It was nothing like they had suspected or had ever seen before. Far from the traditional depictions of hell, inspired by Dante's Inferno or the nightmarish imagery of Jan van Eyck's Last Judgment, Dolly's interpretation of the vision featured escargot forks tearing away at a malformed human frame which folded upon itself like a crumpled sheet. In the upper right-hand corner of the painting floated a placid Virgin Mary dressed in soft blues contrasting the burnished oranges below. The nuns of the order were so frightened by the painting, they hid it beneath a bed where it remained for 30 years until it was discovered and sold in the early 2000s. But for Dolly, it would seem the experience of painting this vision had triggered in him those eternal questions of life after death which had long haunted him. Dolly had been fascinated and afraid of death since witnessing his own name on his brother's tombstone as a child. Dolly said in his autobiography, The Secret Life of Salvador Dolly, Heaven is to be found exactly in the center of the bosom of the man who has faith. At this moment, I do not yet have faith, and I fear I shall die without heaven. According to the writer and director Paul Perry of the documentary Dolly's Greatest Secret, Dolly's study of the visions of hell and his meeting with Sister Lucia is what brought him to the fulfillment of his spiritual quest and gave him the assurance of heaven he longed for. If this is true, Dolly kept his newfound devotion largely to himself. In contrast to his usual elaborate public displays, Dolly's newfound faith remained a deeply personal and private affair. Perhaps it was too intimate of an experience to solicit public opinion, or perhaps he was concerned over deepening the negative impact his profession of faith had already created around his work. Only a few people in his inner circle knew about his daily routines of prayer and receiving Mass. But we can recognize from the content of his paintings from this time period, he became increasingly focused on religious themes and revealed intimations of his hidden devotion. When his beloved wife and lifelong muse, Gala, died on June 10, 1982, Dolly's own health began declining. He lived in isolation until he died on January 23, 1989, at the age of 89. His final painting was a piece titled The Swallow's Tale, which was inspired by the theories of French mathematician René Tom and portrays a visual meditation on beauty and pain. When I reflect on the complex and colorful life of Salvador Dali, I see that this final painting encompasses the totality of his existence, a visual meditation on pain and beauty. I'm reminded that underneath whatever outward display we offer to describe ourselves to the world, whether through our art or in our public persona, 
There remains an eternal yearning to know and to be known and to be accepted in the painful and individual beauty of who we truly are. Beneath Dolly's outlandish displays of pomp and arrogance, he maintained the heart of a curious and hungry seeker of truth. As within his art, through which he sought to get behind superficial appearances, so in his own life, he embarked on the same spiritual pursuit. In the end, when Dolly passed from the masquerade of his life into the naked and unfiltered reality of truth, I like to think he found true some intimation of his own words. He said, Before I was born, it was completely paradise. The moment of being born is the moment the paradise is lost. Death is the regain of this paradise. Thank you so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics Artist Profile Series. Be sure to see the show notes of this episode for links to the Makers and Mystics Creative Collective and be sure to follow us on Instagram. We'll return next week with a full interview episode.